No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see that the final work required for the tabernacle was to make the garments that the priest would wear. With this, the artisans completed all that the Lord commanded Moses. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 39 on Simply the Bible. The artisans and skilled craftsmen had made all the structural components of the tabernacle. But a tabernacle without worship would be dead. The tabernacle needed sacrifices, and the priests were necessary to present these for the people and by the people. They couldn't wear just any clothing for their tasks. God designed some very special articles of clothing for glory and for beauty. Now it was time for them to make them. We pick it up in Exodus 39. Of the blue, purple, and scarlet thread, they made garments of ministry for ministering in the holy place and and made the holy garments for Aaron as the Lord had commanded Moses. In this chapter, the phrase, as the Lord had commanded Moses, or something very similar, appears nine times. Throughout the building of the tabernacle, the phrase was not used once, even though they were doing what God commanded Moses. So then, why is the phrase used in making the garments? Not only once, but nine times. The Holy Spirit is obviously emphasizing their obedience in the manufacture of these priestly garments. Perhaps this is related to the fact that in Scripture, we are clothed by righteous acts. Apart from these acts of righteousness, we're naked. We must first be clothed with the righteousness of Christ through faith in Him. And then, having been justified by faith, we walk in the righteousness of Christ, as God works in us to will and do according to His good purpose. Thus, we clothe ourselves by doing as the Lord commanded. When we come to the book of Revelation, we see the wife of the Lamb who has made herself ready Revelation 19.8 says, And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. The holy garments of Aaron and his sons are even more significant for us when we consider that in Christ we have all been made a royal priesthood. The garments of the high priest were made for glory and beauty. When we think of our high priest, Jesus Christ, he is both glorious and beautiful. First, they made the ephod, which was a kind of colorful apron that draped over Aaron front and back. It was made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. It also had a waistband made of the same material so he could gird himself for service. We see that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve others and give himself as a ransom for many. Attached to the ephod and resting on the shoulders were two onyx stones that were engraved with the 12 names of the sons of Israel, six on each shoulder. This spoke of the fact that the high priest would bear the judgment of the sins of the people. He would make atonement for them. 
Likewise, Jesus bore our sins when he was crucified on the cross. And now our government is upon his shoulders. We can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Next, the artisans made the breastplate of the high priest. This was made of the same material as the ephod and was doubled to form a pocket about nine inches square. On the front were 12 precious stones, each engraved with the name of one of the sons of Israel. Thus, the high priest would wear the names of the people over his heart. Not only did Jesus bear our sins on the cross, but he also bears us in affection. As a father bears his children in his heart, so Christ's love compels him to bear us up in prayer. When Satan desired to sift Peter as wheat, Jesus prayed for him. And now he ever lives to make intercession for us, and our names are on his heart. Next, the artisans made the blue robe of the ephod. The high priest wore this under the ephod. Blue is the color of heaven, and the blue robe speaks of the high priest being heaven's agent, representing God to man and man to God. In the Gospel of John, we're told that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, not was a God, as the Jehovah's Witnesses teach. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus said in John 3:13, "No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven." The blue robe speaks of Christ's heavenly origin. Verse 27. Then they made tunics artistically woven of fine linen for Aaron and his sons a turban of fine linen, exquisite hats of fine linen, short trousers of fine woven linen, and a sash of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet thread made by a weaver, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now, you've probably noticed that I haven't been reading this chapter word for word because we covered the details of these things when God gave Moses their design on Mount Sinai. However, I just read these last three verses because the garments of Aaron's sons most relate to us. We are not the high priest, but we are priests to our God. Each priest wore a white tunic, hat, and trousers, all made of fine woven linen. They girded themselves with a colorful waistband that was made from the same material as the one wore by the high priest, minus the gold thread. Compared to the garments of the high priest, the garments worn by the priests were plain, with the exception of the colorful waistband. Likewise, we serve the Lord as ordinary people. However, we gird ourselves with the character of Christ. He holds us together when at times we feel like flying off the handle or falling apart. As I mentioned earlier, these white linen garments speak of our righteousness, the righteousness we've received from Christ, and also the righteous acts of service to the Lord by which we clothe ourselves. Now, one last thing I will say, when the high priest would go into the most holy place one day out of the year on the Day of Atonement, 
He didn't wear the colorful ephod and the blue robe. He took those off and just wore the ordinary white linen clothing. Even so, in Philippians chapter 2, we're told that Jesus, when he came from heaven and became a man, he emptied himself. He took off the clothing, as it were, of, of glory and beauty, and he just wore the linen clothing, and he came as a man and made atonement for us when he died on the cross. But now, he has put on the blue robe. He has put on the colorful ephod and now is sitting at the right hand of God as our high priest, ever living to make intercession for us. Now, for the turban of the high priest, they made a golden plate called a holy crown. It bore the inscription, Holiness to the Lord. In Christ's high priestly prayer of John 17, he said to his father, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. In other words, Jesus was holiness to the Lord so that we may also be made holy by his truth. And that's why it is so important that we faithfully give ourselves to the study of the word. It is the means by which we are sanctified so that we may be holy as he is holy. Verse 32, Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So they did. And they brought the tabernacle to Moses. When the artisans finished all the work they had been commissioned to do, they brought all the pieces of the tabernacle and the priestly garments to Moses for his inspection. Now, they knew much more about artistic works than Moses did, but Moses had seen the pattern while with the Lord on Mount Sinai. And so they submitted everything to Moses for his approval. We're told in Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Sometimes the servants of the Lord resent having to be accountable to other servants of the Lord. But we are told in Hebrews 13.17, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. We're also told in 1 Corinthians 14, 32, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. In my experience, people who are unwilling to submit to the good oversight of others are neither fit to serve nor to lead. And as my pastor used to say, Submission is never submission until you're told to do something you don't want to do. These artists were not so impressed with their own works, they couldn't submit them to Moses for his inspection. Verse 42, according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it, as the Lord had commanded, just so they had done it. And Moses blessed them. Now, the beautiful commentary is that all the artisans and craftsmen did everything that the Lord commanded Moses. It is estimated that they completed the entire work in five to six months, which is amazing considering that they were camping in the desert. But the people's hearts were stirred and they had a mind to work and so they put their whole hearts into it. They did not permit their egos to get in the way. 
Each person was content with the place he or she had been given and did it faithfully to the Lord. There is no end to what the people of God can do if they will approach it this way and above all, according to all that the Lord commands. Moses was not overly critical in his assessment. No doubt if something wasn't right, he would have pointed it out. But Moses could see that they had done just what they were told, and he was pleased. Therefore, he blessed them. We are each called to do something in the house of God. And guess what? We are the house of God. We aren't called to do what we cannot do, but we are called to do what God has gifted and equipped us to do. The real question is, am I available to God? It has been rightly said that God isn't looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. Offer to God yourself, your talent, your time, your treasure, and watch what he will do. The one who multiplied five loaves of bread and two fish to feed 5,000 will multiply whatever you freely and willingly put into his hand. And when we have done all that was commanded us, even though we are still unprofitable servants, our master will bless us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come enjoy your master's happiness. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow we'll see that with everything completed, the Lord instructs Moses to set up the tabernacle. When Moses obeys, amazing things happen. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Exodus on Simply the Bible. 